you like pina coladas I'm oh, getting caught. I've done this before, but I will do it again. I am not into hell food. I am into champagne. This is Rupert Holmes live in studio with me. How's that for a for a poll? That is Man, Rupert I Holmes, wish, right? I wish because of the bank account. You, well, he's probably dining out on that one song. Oh, and he, life, yeah, right? you know, his son came to the festival once. No, as well, what? a short film, and yeah, he he was very, and everybody would go. The guy, yeah, the guy with the pina colada song. And he's like, well, that's not all he's done. So he no, was very I'm sure. Cl- he's very clear that he's also like I think an acclaimed playwright. Oh, really? I think. Cool. Uh, maybe, I mean, we'll probably get an email. Um, do you but, think though, like he he goes out and people are like. Should I should I send him a pina colada? Just send him a pina colada across the bar. I'm sure that gets old until you look at your bank account, and then you're like, yes. Yeah. The thing I love about that song is it just everything goes back to alcohol. I, um, with respect to this fellow, don't care for that song. (laughs) I kind of dig it. I kind of like it. I I liked it, you know, for as like a novelty song when I was younger and thought it was kind of funny, and then it got annoying. But I'm I'm reclaiming it. I kind of enjoy it. Isn't it it's, about like a dude who's trying to cheat on his wife? So he takes. What do you out mean? Ad? Are you asking what the pina colada song is about? No wonder you don't like it. You don't. You. How does this narrative not just burn in your brain? He takes out a yes personal ad, and and he you know he connects with his wife. Reco- yes, that's yeah. spoiler alert. If you haven't heard it's the, the song. twist ending of the the pina colada song. <laughs> They both find each other because they both. What I love the most about it, Corey, uh-huh. is that it, it does that. See, you were you were not old enough yet, but I was in the era of the of the seventies baby. That uh-huh. like the street I rode my little bike down, somebody had spray painted "Disco Sucks" across the street. So I'm of that era of like "Fuck Disco" um, kind of you know vibe, and this song kind of does that. It's a bit of a like I'm tired of health food. I'm tired of this, you know, of, of this sort of '60s, sort of '70s bullshit. We're gonna go the route of drinking, and but it's just yacht rock. It's not like so. I mean, it's not like a world away from disco. Let's be no. Honest. I'm just saying that there was a lot of negativity towards certain elements of the culture in the '70s, yeah, okay. and there was a lot of poo pooing, if you will. Even though I don't like that term. It's weird. Um, but anyway, there, you know, and this is this falls into that like huh, health food, fuck that. Yeah, that's true. That's and what I'm just saying. like all I, all I like to do is get yeah. drunk and, and have sex on the beach. Yeah. Anybody into that? And it's supposed there? to be like in the vibe of it's supposed to be like, and I'm keeping it real. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. And, I mean, am I, I don't wrong? Know, I don't know that I'm I, <laughs> I don't know like that Corey's I pick up like... on the anti establishment <laughs> subtext of the Pina Colada song. Y'all going deep with this. Yeah. I can hear Sam in the background second that. All right, fine. We get it. We get it. This this films aren't just it's not narratives aren't just about film. There's stories and songs too, Brad. I know, I know. And this is one of them. Anyway, we're here to talk about movie narratives, not song narratives, Corey. That's right. What's up, ding dongs? Oh, this fuck. is the Side Talks podcast where we uh talk about cinema. Uh my name is Corey Craft. I'm Rachel Morgan. And uh, Rupert Holmes, again, in the background, providing occasional uh, musical interludes. But let's talk about movies. Let's do it. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one. Fight. fight. Uh, we Boo! Oh, I'm, scared. I'm about as scared as I am when the ghost happened in the film we're going to fight Boo! about. What's that? Is that a, a ghost? That's right. It is, because that's the film that we are doing in our five-minute fight. Can you do a little Unchained Melody? Um, sure. 
Thank you, Brad. Can yep. you sing a little? Can no. you sing along? I don't I, remember. I'm not it. going to. Oh, sorry. I thought that was. No, it is. It, oh, it absolutely it's is. It's better intended can, for you than me. Can we do? Oh, how does it? Uh, I don't even. I'm trying. You see where I'm trying to catch it right there, like a wave. I'm trying to catch it. Anyway, please start the timer. We're buying time here. Um, and and hopefully we have a little unchained melody because we are finding about ghosts. Ghost 1990. Jerry Zucker, director, starring Patrick Swayze, your favorite actress in the world, Demi Moore. And uh, Whoopi Goldberg. I don't give a shit. I do like Demi Moore, and I'm and I'm acknowledging that she's in this film. But I would argue she's one of the best parts of this film. She I, is I, one of the best parts I'm of this film. She's for good Swayze, in it, and um, he's good in it too. But you're and taking the negative Whoopi, on this Whoopi, movie, yeah, because it's it's really it's kind of unwatchable. No, Corey. It's this really, movie's fun. It's Come not on. fun. And I'm going to tell you where you've screwed up. Okay, you admitted a minute ago that it's been a while since you've seen it, yeah. and I think that if you had put this on in the last couple of years, you would be over here on this side of this argument. I don't think so. I I saw it. I mean, I saw it a couple times in childhood, but I've seen it in adulthood and I liked it. And I think it's, you know, it's obviously schmaltzy and sentimental, but it's the right kind of Hollywood schmaltz. Could have been a short. I mean, no, come on. Then you don't get the the pottery and Vincent Chevelli in the subway being like, get off of my subway train. Okay, there you go. You're just, now you're just feeding into my argument because here's the thing. The whole, that dude jumping through the subway and the the coin and all, terrible. What are you talking about? It's so tedious. Oh, come on. Those those sections of the film are so tedious and they drag. It's it's not fun. And then the the computer generated ghosts are just some of the worst things you've ever looked at. You're dead, Billy. Even for the era. And then Tony Goldwyn gets dragged to hell. It's awesome. Look, this movie is, you know, it's obviously very silly in a lot of ways, but it it has some juice to it. There is some, like, legit iconography in Did this. Did you make note of that, Sam, I mean, like, what he just said right there? Okay. You know, the, the silliness of the pottery scene, you know, that's memorably silly. That's That's... That's obviously oh, it's, it's it's not played to be silly, and I know you know it's it. Not, that's, but it, that's it obviously so connected to be with like, people, and and you know it I, connects I think with like worked. SNL. I don't well, think it connects with people. I think it connected I, with people. I think that's why SNL picked up on it. I mean, it's like you know the the silly romantic over the top nature of something like Titanic, another movie that I like. I think when it's earnest oh. like that, um, it works for me and. The secret weapon, or not so secret weapon, because she won an Oscar for this movie, is Whoopi Goldberg. Just being Whoopi. Um, I mean, it's just it's but Whoopi that's again. That's so much fun. I don't know. Come on. I, I feel like it's it gets old to me. It gets really old. I, I'm not. I'm just not buying it here. It's. I don't think it's fun. I think it's very. So what year did this come out again? This ninety. Is, this is ninety, and it feels like eighty two. And maybe that's part of my issue mm. with it. Right? Is that we're is that we've kind of just gone. We, we're past this at this point and it plays in the silly world of the early 80s that you can kind of tolerate some of this bullshit but we're at 90 and it feels it feels like it it should have made been made 10 years earlier and why they couldn't have at least given us some decently computer generated ghosts i don't know they're like they were you know those little crackers that, that are shaped like ghosts days. at halloween that's what they look like they literally look like they put somebody put those little those little chip those tortilla chip shaped ghosts on a string and swung them across in front of the camera it does it's what horrible. it needs to do does, um, no, that, yeah, it oh, does. You've never once is that going to be acceptable for you. Sure it does. It what it, we needed to go, so they got some cardboard paper and they cut them out. It doesn't and it's look fine. that it's, bad. Oh, it does too. No, it doesn't. It does too. Swayze's charming. Moore is charming. It works because the love story works. And, and See, they that's have the nice other thing moments. I'd argue. I, do, I actually remember thinking that the first time I saw it. I uh-huh. will give you that. I remember thinking, oh, you know, because it was 1990 and I was stupid. But... <laughs> 
you know, I watched it a couple of years ago and I'm not awing anymore. Uh, it really, I don't buy the couple. They're they're irritating. This thing feels misogynistic uh, at heart. And also, I, I remembered, and, and am I wrong? I could have, rem- I swear I could remember that there's the scene where, you know, obviously Swayze has, has, has taken over Whoopi's yeah, body yeah, yeah. And, and is reconnecting with Demi Moore. Uh-huh. And I thought in the original cut that there was a actually, ki- actually a kiss. No, I don't remember that. Okay. Well, there's not. I mean, there, there's not clearly when I rewatch this. But I think maybe it was something about the reaction of the audience being kind of ridiculously in Alabama over the top at when, when that was going down. That, that should have just happened. It was 1990. Just do it. It, it it's ridiculous that 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 you know that they couldn't even put those two human beings faces together because we're that's how homophobic we are i mean it, i'm not going to argue against that but, but i mean it ruins it just ruins that moment in the film and so there's a handful of things that i think could have worked in this film a couple a handful of scenes that would have been interesting or fun or uh-huh. you know sweet or whatever and they all just fall flat because this thing has no conviction it's dated and it it's safe I certainly disagree that it has no conviction. It has the conviction of its very earnest sort of romantic nature. Um, as far as it being safe, I mean, like... I just got it. I mean, kind of. You can kind of yeah, hear it in there. I'm just saying, like... You got the words right. <laughs> we talked about basic instinct of all movies not being able to, you know, push too many boundaries when it comes to, like lesbian representation even though it kind of but at least we got a vagina sure but um let's get sam in the booth before i say anything else that kind of movie you're not gonna see you know ghost isn't there you go there's the pull quote it's not the kind of movie where you see a vagina and we're gonna hold it against ghost well well, that changes my results completely (laughs) no um all right um did you say juicy iconography it's got some juice said? to it. That's oh, what man. I said. It, it uh, has some it iconography. Yeah. Relax. I didn't say juicy. He said it has some never. juice. He said it has some juice. Which has take juice. points off. Take points off. Mm. It's gross. Oh, my right, God. Right, right. Um, okay. I mean, the pottery scene alone, um, I think, is kind of iconic. Oh, no. Oft parodied. Um, and, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg is Whoopi Goldberg. Um I can kind of see Rachel's point about being made too late, um, mm. but I don't think it falls flat. Um, it floats like a ghost. Ha-ha. Um, and <laughs> it does. It, it does, Sam. You are right about that. And also, it is a key plot point in the Vin Diesel starring The Pacifier, which also rules. So I just think Ghost is part of the canon, or at least it should be. Um, so Corey wins two million points, and Rachel gets haunted by some cardboard ghosts. Here's the positive. Boo. We don't ever have to talk about this film again. <laughs> but we we might. I like this movie. It's nice. It's got a ghost in it. It could be what we're watching. I'll just have to go watch it. Yeah, I have to watch it. (laughs) For $25,000, here is your first subject. What is it? Go. Uh, Pickles. Well, you know what? We've been doing what is it a lot lately. And we've been doing the digital version. We're going to just jump back in time for a minute and do the analog version. i got Sam in here across the table from me. Hello. And Corey's baby's in a corner. He's I'm in stuck the, in the booth. <laughs> he up in the booth. And, uh, and he's going to try to guess what this is. Corey, you know the deal, even though it's been a minute since we've done this one. The minute you know what this is, jump in and call it. We'll let you know if you're right or not. And, okay. we, and we may continue reading depending on where we are with the script. Yeah. Got it. All right, here we go. Sam, you got the first line. Open curtains. Don't get mad, but where are we going? 
Oklahoma City. Jimmy's going to wire me some money and then... You talk to him? Is he mad? Did you tell him? No, I didn't tell him. And that's something we got to get straight. Daryl's been calling, mad as a hornet, making all kinds of noise. When you talk to him, you cannot say anything about this. You got to make sure everything sounds normal. I called the asshole at four o'clock in the morning and he wasn't even home. I don't know what he's got to be mad about. I'm the one who should be mad. I've been telling you that for the last 10 years. Do you think Daryl's having an affair? I don't think Daryl's mature enough to conduct an affair. But you think he fools around? I'm going to Mexico. I think I can make it in two and a half days. Is this Thelma and Louise? Ding, yeah. ding, ding. You got it. Could you, was it because we Bingo. sound so much like them? Was it, we got, like, we were so good. Well, it was the pitch perfect Southern. T- <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess that's part of it. Um, <laughs> you can admit it. It's okay. Yeah, no, I mean, you guys were embodying Sarandon and Davis. Um, now, I, I, it was really the road trip thing, and I was uncertain yeah. um, because I haven't seen this movie in like 20 years. Okay, that's impressive then. But yeah. it's out now from the Criterion Collection on a new remastered 4K UHD Blu-ray that your boy is going to buy in a couple weeks when it goes on sale at Barnes & Noble. So, no big deal, but I'll be watching Thelma and Louise again very soon. No so big you deal, got, So, you got that 20, 20 years later. Brad, did you, did you have any idea what we were doing in here? Did I you? actually did not. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, uh, podcast at SidewalkFest.com, if anybody else got it. Anyway, we're, we're going to just stop there, because I feel like I can't, yeah. it's not going to get any better. Like, I, I was, we were both so good, Sam, yeah. that it's not getting any better. There's no line where she says, all right, we're going to keep driving, right? Thelma and, and the and she says you got it. Louise. I deleted I deleted all the names. Oh, okay. Look at I us too, Thelma and Louise. <laughs> but there is the last like, don't you fall apart on me, goddamn it, which we didn't get to. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. But there you go. And I'm going to Mexico. I'm going. You coming with me? <laughs> <laughs> and we know the answer to that. Of course you are, Sam. Well, thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast where your own personal cinematic Oppenheimer and Barbie. I am so excited to see both of these movies. So is Tom Cruise. He just uh, he that. just suggested a double feature. Guess what? Tom Cruise is programming now. Well, I'm not going to be able to do a double feature. It seems like we're seeing Oppenheimer on Thursday the 20th and Barbie on Friday the 21st. Oh, but, man, you uh, have to you have a little bit of sleep between the two, huh? A little bit, I guess. Um, not my choice. I'd, I'd happily do a double feature. So I know your team, Barbie, because we together work to decide to put this at the Sidewalk Cinema. But I'm just curious: Are you if it just if if we weren't thinking about ticket sales, if you weren't thinking about all the things that we think about when it comes to programming, if you were just programming for for Corey Craft, would you have gone Barbie or would you have gone Oppenheimer? I would have gone Oppenheimer, but I think that team Oppenheimer over here, y'all. I think that Oppenheimer is more of a large screen format spectacle like i'm gonna make a point to see it on my tickets for a 70 millimeter screening there's also you know it's on imax i'll see it on that format if i like the movie um barbie seems like it will work better on the screens at sidewalk which are not imax size but still more than adequate enough for that movie now that said it looks like a really beautiful, uh, well-designed, big-screen extravaganza. It's like a very digital yeah. extravaganza, for sure. Yeah, so I gotcha. I but think it would be worth seeing on a very, very big screen, too, but Oppenheimer 
that's the movie that personally I'm more interested in. Well, your team, Oppenheimer, a.k.a. Team 3, our runtime. Yep. So thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast. Thanks to Batwall Studios. Yeah, thanks, Brad. You're welcome. Why don't you visit us online at SidewalkFest.com or follow us on social media at Sidewalk Film where you can see uh, what we're playing at the cinema, including Barbie, uh, which is playing from July 20th to like August 7th or something like we that. We got a three-week run of the sucker, and we're do- starting with the preview. So, yeah, I mean. You got to come see Barbie with us if you haven't already seen it, or even if you have, come see it again. And we've got a fun summer series coming up at the end of July into August. We got Jaws, my favorite movie of all time. Summer we- is shock. We've got uh, the Midsommar Director's Cut, which is amazing. And we talked about Patrick Swayze earlier in so this episode. So we got episode. Summer of Swayze. We're going to play Dirty dancing and the outsiders yeah are uh, you psyched i'm pretty psyched i'll probably try to come back and see the outsiders on the big screen i've seen dirty dancing fairly recently well we talked about thomas fucking cruise like we do about every podcast that's and right. i want just to point out that the outsiders is before he got his teeth fixed that's right he looks so like get a, your ass in the seat kind of a you know little dweeb but looks that's like what he's the been gnawing on is. some metal well you know He's about he's about five one gnawing on some metal, y'all. This and is before he drove a motorcycle yeah. off a fucking cliff, like he's going to do in this new Mission Impossible, and I'm psyched for that too. That's how, this is how you make a great movie star, though. You yeah. give them jacked up teeth, make them real self conscious about that till about their you know around seventeen, eighteen years old, make them a little shorter than me, uh-huh. so they got something to prove. And that's when they be driving motorcycles and, and jumping off yeah, cliffs. Then and- give him a very clear <laughs> desire to die on a film set. Right. And um, what well, do you got? How, the Mission Impossible point, franchise. My point is that's how you get a clear desire <laughs> to die on a film set. Believe me. Um, yeah, I'm definitely Team Mission Impossible too. In fact, if we're if we're talking about the rest of the summer, this is tough. <laughs> um, Oppenheimer's the one I'm looking forward to the most followed by Mission Impossible, and then Barbie, but I'm looking forward to all three of those movies a great deal. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of testosterone before you get to Barbie there. Anyway, Sidewalk, a podcast at SidewalkFest.com. Podcast, right? yeah, yeah, email us. And then uh, also, why don't you go back to SidewalkFest.com and get your passes to the 25th Annual Sidewalk Film Festival, which is coming up at the end of August in downtown Birmingham. We are finalizing the selection for that thing. Um, and we can't tell you anything about it now, but news will come soon, very soon, sooner than I think we're comfortable for. Sooner than we would like. Um, so we know you're going to love what you uh, hear about. We know you're going to want to see some movies. So go ahead and get your tickets, get your passes. Um, day passes go on sale July 1st. So if you're listening to this after July 1st, you can go and get day passes. Or if you want to spend an extended amount of time with us, why don't you get a weekend pass or a VIP pass, which will get you into everything all weekend. Uh, but you'll want to get those soon because prices will continue to go up and until we get to the festival. Yeah, I guess that's about it. Anything else you want to say about the festival? No. Okay, well, um, in that case, we're going to bring this to a conclusion. Goodbye, ding-dongs. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.